Hey, welcome to the first episode of the Backlash Podcast. I'm here with my co-host for the evening, Brad Hoppy from Musky Mayhem Tackle. Hey, Brad, how you doing tonight? Doing really good, Jeff. Thanks for having me. That's good. Say, I just wanted to let everybody know, um, kind of let's let's just go over a little bit what we're going to do here with this podcast. I know there's a few other ones out there, and I'm hoping that with our um, our expertise in the industry that you and I can bring on some, some guests that maybe um, some of the other podcasts haven't had access to. And um, give you know give them a little bit. I hope maybe they can take a little bit of something out of this podcast every week, where they can uh, potentially be a better angler. And I th- I think we also want to try to get in some guests that aren't necessarily just musky and pike related. I agree completely, Jeff. You know, one of the thoughts that I've had too is um, you know on photo uh, photos. You know, you're taking photos of your fish and and things like that. We can bring on some professional photographers. Um, just a, a whole realm of different ideas and thoughts, you know, kind of into the musky realm, pike realm, the whole deal. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, since you guys have a YouTube channel, we have a YouTube channel. I know that you guys have focused on, um, like, musky tips and stuff like that. I think we should try to get uh, a little bit of that going in this podcast also. I know that we've done it last year. Uh, maybe we'll try to get some guests in and see if we, when the guests come in, if we can't get them to just offer up a, a tip or two that kind of helped maybe turn them uh, on their way to being the angler that they are today. I, I couldn't uh, disagree with that at all. I mean, I, you know, the neat thing about this is, is that we might bring some different people to the table that, that aren't being heard and they, they have tons of good ideas and tips and, and things like that. So it's, in, it's important to hear everybody and, uh, we can learn from anybody. So it'll be interesting. It'll be really cool. Sure. So Brad, um, why don't we just go over over our backgrounds a little bit? Um, why don't you give me a background on on Musky Mayhem Tackle for those of the the listeners that wouldn't necessarily know about Musky Mayhem Tackle? I know it's hard to believe that people wouldn't know your company, but honestly, when we go around and we travel at shows, it's it's still amazing to me with the amount of money that we spend to advertise. How many people aren't always aware of your 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 brand and uh, you know our brand as well? I mean, we have the same problem when we go to shows. Well, honestly, I think there's a it's twofold there. Um, I think one of the, the reasons that some of these people don't know about us, Jeff, is um, plain and simple. It's kind of musky fishing is a little bit of a revolving door, if you will. And I guess what I mean by that is, is you know, some people are, are getting out of musky fishing and there's a lot of new people getting into musky fishing. And so that revolving door kind of changes things up a little bit. And so the marketing, you know, can be kind of an issue. But, yeah, we, we basically officially started in 2005 and uh what we're probably most known for is the double cowgirl um big large non-bucktailed bucktails if you will (laughs) um we're known for double blades we're known for giant big blades and um we've uh we've been pretty successful with a lot of different things in the bait world that's for sure but on top of the giant blades and the big blades I mean, let's not forget your lineup of uh, other products. You have a few new products out for this year. I mean, uh, you know, we don't want to make this co- this real commercialized, this podcast, but um, why don't you talk a little bit about your new products that you had for this year also? Well, this year, um, you know, we started, we introduced some baits last fall, actually. And, and generally, when we come out with new product, we like to do it in the fall. And uh, we'll never bring out new product without testing it at least a minimum of a year. Um we have the new uh, Moon Series, which is the DS4, um, the JR4, and then as well as the JR3. 
And then we also came out with a little smaller bait, um, more of a traditional style, small bait, single blade, which is called the single girl. And, um, but which is basically marabou and flashaboo combination with a big giant, uh, Indiana blade. So, you know, it's kind of going back to the ruts, if you will, with that, uh, single blade like that. Awesome. I know I have, uh, I just packed up my boat for the season and I'll definitely be having a couple of those in my boat to give a try. It's always good to, you know, play around with new tools. It's one thing about early season musky fishing is sometimes you don't spend as much time actually trying to catch a musky as you do, you know, playing with the tools that you just uh, acquired over the winter. Oh, hands down. There's no doubt about that, Jeff. You know, everybody goes to the shows and you've got all this pent up energy from the winter. Everybody wants to get out and play with their new toys, you know, I mean, basically that's what it amounts to. So it's fun stuff. You know, last year, um, as a prototype bait, I, I gave Mike keys, uh, with keys outdoors, the new single girl. And he just, he crushed the fish on it. And, and we were catching some on it too over here, but, um, it's, it's going to shine. There's no doubt about it. It's a neat little bait. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll really get into, um, you know, the new season starting in episode two of this podcast. So, um, and we'll get down to the nuts and bolts and talk more about, you know, what we're planning on doing for the year, where we're planning on fishing, things like that. Um, so I don't want to make it completely about that tonight. We just want, really wanted to come on, give you guys an idea who we are. So speaking of who we are, I don't know that I've ever officially introduced myself. Uh, my name is Jeff. I own a company called Team Rhino Outdoors. Uh, we're an online tackle manufacturer, or not a manufacturer, a retailer. And we carry all the top manufacturers, but we carry them in, you know, mostly custom colored stuff. I mean, if you want different stuff, we're, we're the place to go. There's no doubt about that, Jeff. I mean, you, you've brought some uniqueness to the whole buying atmosphere, if you will. Um, you know, Team Rhino Outdoors offers something that uh, not very many stores can offer. And uh, it's unique, and it's, uh, it's very positive, and I think it's been received really well. Yeah. I'm How many years? Go ahead, Brad. How many years uh, have you been doing this now, Jeff? Uh, we just finished, or we just started, I think year five. Um, okay. 2014 was our first season. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is honestly, it, it blows me away how fast I want to say how fast because I mean, five years is a long time, but if you look back, it, it seems like yesterday when we first started, I remember the very first bait that we brought in, I think it was, um, actually one custom color in an electric bunny, um, that Carrie had done. So like back, if you look at our website now, it's kind of hilarious to think back to where it was like the front page right now is loaded with a bunch of products and there's way more products than what the front page offers. And back in the day we had like, I don't know, like I said, the very first bait, it was, um, like a lime colored, uh, electric bunny. And then like two days later we got a few Medusas and I thought, Oh, this is great. You know, we got a couple of baits on the website, but now, I mean, we even had to build a new shop last year just to accommodate the growth. Um, but again, we can't thank all the customers enough because obviously if it wasn't for them, this wouldn't have gone as well as it has. There's no doubt about that, Jeff. I mean, I, <laughs> I am so grateful to, uh, to everybody that supports both of us. I mean, it, it's huge. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, the musky community is a unique community. Um, everybody pretty much knows everybody in, in some sort of a realm and, uh, it's a neat community. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, there, that's for sure. It's and it's. Um, I want to say it's always. Like, I always tell people it's kind of big and small at the same time. I mean, uh, when you go to the shows, 
you probably know a bunch of the customers, um, you know, personally because of interactions you've had with them either, you know, past seasons or, or the season that just went past or, um, they've ordered from you or on the website or however it would be. Um, so it's just really crazy how big and small it is at the same time. There's no doubt about that, you know, and it's funny. Sometimes I I think, man, I, I know that person, but you know, when you're standing in a show atmosphere, you, you visit with so many different people and, and you know them, but you don't know their names or, you know, that kind of situation. Um, but you know, some of the uniqueness for me is I started guiding like 99 is when I started guiding. Um, and I guided all the way up till about 2012 and then I've taken a few years off. Um, I'm getting back into that now. Um, so having some of the people that I guided over the years, still seeing them at the shows, that's always fun too. Right. I mean, you know, from 99 to obviously 2019 to be involved in the Muskie uh, world and it's I'm assuming it's been mostly full-time for that 20 years hasn't it Brad yeah I think uh officially I'm trying to remember what year I I quit my real job I, I would say I think it was 2008 so I've been officially uh retired I guess if you would say but all I do is work all I right. don't I don't get it <laughs> but no, um, I think 2008 is when I finally gave up my real job. Um, we kind of got into a point where things were, were rolling and, um, my, my date book was getting so full that I didn't know how I was going to do it without, you know, I was taking time off without pay and stuff like that. And I think, uh, the business I was working for pretty much had their fill of me. So <laughs> it was time for me to move on and go full time. And I, I haven't looked back. I love every minute of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think some people don't, don't realize like a lot of people have an aspiration to make a living in the fishing world. And, uh, I, I don't think people understand exactly how difficult it is to do it. I don't know that. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people in the industry, but I don't know that many people that can just do it, you know, full time. Um, cause it's tough. I know of, um, you know, like uh, guys I work with personally, uh, Steve Jensen, he does it. Jeff Hansen does it. And they've done it for a while, long time and they've done it well. But I mean, heck, I don't even do it full time. I mean, you, you know, as well as I know that I'm out there, you know, I'm an electrician by trade and that's what I do every day. And, um, I, I mean, even with the way team Rhino outdoors is, I still, I'm still not a full time into it. And, um, and, and, uh, like you said, you know, you're just, you're constantly working all the time and people don't, I think they, they assume that once they get in, it's going to be, um, it's going to be all glory and big fish pictures, but man, it's a lot of work. It, it truly is, Jeff. You know, I mean, I, some of the hours that I've put in over the years, it, it's amazing. Um, especially when I was working full time and trying to guide full time, plus then trying to run a, a tackle business. Um, you know, and even when you do, you know, the key ingredient is hard work. You know what I mean? If you're willing to put in the time, it can happen. But, uh, at the end of the day, I think, uh, I think there's a misconception on uh, we're all multimillionaires or something, you know, and it, it doesn't work that way. It's a, it's a daily grind. That's what it really truly is. And, and you got to love it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you don't love it, you're going to be uh, feeling pretty sorry for yourself. Right. Well, uh, speaking of misconceptions, well, I want to clear a little something up about your company. So why don't you, I, I know you kind of briefly touched on, you know, musky mayhem tackle, why don't you talk about your company? Because I think a lot of people out there just assume that 
musky mayhem tackle is about 40 people in a warehouse just slaving away building bucktails all day long <laughs> and while i know that you and carrie work awfully hard i know that's not the case because i've been there once you kind of go over um the structure of your company if you will as far as um how many people are actually involved because i think it's going to surprise a lot of people right you know it, the misconception too is that we're built in china and nothing's built in china we do everything here stateside um, it's myself and my wife, Carrie, um, we are the sole owners and, uh, as well as my brother-in-law, Kevin, he ties for us full time. He ties all the flash boo. Um, Carrie's parents actually help us a little bit with back, um, filling some of the tying that we need. And then we have one other lady that helps us, uh, throughout the winter. And, um, that's pretty much it. Um. Although in the summer, my mom and dad, they, they kind of come and help as well. They're snowbirds during the winter, but uh, we always welcome them back in the summer because they, they're a huge help to us. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm guessing a lot of people out there never, they just assume that it was just this really big company. And, uh, yeah, you know, go ahead. Here's, a, here's a funny story for you, Jeff. Uh, when, we, when we first started... Um, we, we got really lucky. Um, Jim and John from the Muskie Shop, Riley and Helens, um, they fish over here on some of my home water because they grew up fishing some of this water. And uh, when we first came out with the very first bait, which was a, it was a single uh, bladed showgirl is what it was. And we still sell them today. Um, but we were really known for the cowgirl. And the cowgirl, when it first came out, I told those guys, I said, hey, you need to check out this new Bucktail. And they, they both told me. You know, Brad, we really don't we don't need another bucktail in the store. I said, well, this is a little unique. You know, it was a flash of boobade. And um, they said, I'll tell you what, we'll meet at the access at dark. And so we did that. And I told them, I said, hey, if it's really sunny tomorrow, throw this pink one. If it's cloudy, throw this black, you know. And the next day they went out and John actually caught a 52-inch fish on this cowgirl. And that pretty much took you know they said okay we'll take your product we like it <laughs> and uh from there their first order to us the initial order was 100 baits and i remember it took us like five or six days to to put out those 100 baits and it was me a couple buddies of mine and then carrie and we were sitting in this in our old shop which was just a 24 by 24 room and uh it took us like six or seven days to pump out those 100 baits it was pretty funny yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's kind of how the story was with, because um, I mean, it's just mostly me and my wife that help us out. I get some help from my mother-in-law. Um, I get some help from my kids, although sometimes they get distracted with iPads and whatever in the shop. But, um, you know, I mean, we we kind of started the same way. I started in the basement. I had a, a rack of baits and, um, you know, a few peg hooks and a few baits. And next thing you know, I mean, heck, we didn't even, uh, my wife, we weren't even buying boxes at the time to put the orders in. We were just getting them from... Uh, my wife worked at a school, so we were getting the leftover boxes from there. So in order to package an order, we'd have to go dig through this mountain of boxes to find something that was the appropriate size. And, um, <laughs> you know, from there, the basement just kind of got taken over with baits. And finally, I was like, all right, I think we need to make a change. So then I had a detached shop that we did, and then we moved out to there. And uh, last year, you know, finally, I'm like, um, I have all my vehicles are sitting in the driveway the only thing that was in the garage was the bolts because obviously that's the most important thing. And um, so I'm like, we got to we got to do something different. So now we're now I think we're finally in a an area built 
specifically for the business. And, um, but I mean, those stories are really cool, Brad, as far as, you know, like where you came from and I'm sure you'll never forget them. Well, that's for sure. You know, and the, and the really cool thing about both, both of our businesses is the, uh, the family aspect. And, and if it wasn't for family, we wouldn't be where we are today. That's for sure. Right. I mean, I completely agree. We lean on, um, my wife has a couple of cousins that generally help us at shows. Obviously, I mean, we have a good group of guys that help us as well. So I don't want to take any credit, you know, anything away from them. There's a lot of people that go that are involved, um, but it's just crazy, you know, where you know where you're where you came from and where we came from, and hopefully we can keep growing into the future together. Um, like I said, this podcast is hopefully going to help uh, just bring more brand awareness to us as well. But I mean, obviously, we want to we want the listeners to take something away from it. I don't want to just pump a bunch of commercials at them and tell them, uh, hey, these baits are really awesome. Go buy them. I want to give some value as well. There's no doubt. There's tons of really, really cool companies out there that are producing baits today. And, and they're important and viable to, uh, to all of us catching fish. You know, I mean, I, I own a tackle company. I throw a ton of different baits besides my own, you know, and, and that's important. I mean, times and place, right. You know, you gotta, you gotta use the appropriate bait at the right time. And hopefully we can deliver some of that. Yeah. I hope so as well. I mean, um, I'm looking forward to the journey. It should be pretty fun. I think we're gonna, I think we're going to try to put out a uh, a new episode every week. And uh, I haven't exactly figured out the release schedule. We'll mention it on one of the podcasts. But my thoughts are that we'd probably do it like Wednesday mornings or Wednesday nights. I'm thinking I would imagine that most of our listeners would listen during the week. Because I know I don't listen to podcasts on the weekends. I have other stuff to do, chase kids around and go fishing when I have time exactly chasing muskies chasing kids um there's always something to do on the weekends that's for sure but uh you know i I think that's a great plan you know wednesdays would be a good day so brad is there anything that you want to add to episode one i think we've kind of i mean that the the idea for this episode was just to try to give people a background as far as who we are what we're about you know where we're going hopefully we have a plan where we're going and um you know, just kind of let people know where you know what what the uh, backlash podcast is going to be all about. Well, I think truly what it's going to be about is uh, more so about the the guests that we bring on to the show, and hopefully we provide some really good content to uh, to all the listeners. All right. Well, with that being said, I think we're going to wrap up episode number one of the Backlash podcast. Hopefully, all two of you listened and enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everybody.